Welcome to the ABQ Accent, where catalysts, innovators, and risk takers share what their accent is on their work. Like a spoken accent, we all have an inflection or emphasis on where we put our energy. Join us to learn how these folks are putting their accents to work, building their vision of the future, and how you can get involved. Hello, and thank you all so much for joining us. This is the ABQ Accent. I'm Mariah Harrison, and I'm very, very happy to welcome one of my good friends, Vaisu Bronk, here today. Um, we have a couple of things to talk about, and I will tell you what, I've been looking forward to this for a number of weeks. We've been working together on scheduling. There was a holiday in between, and here we are, and thank you so much for your time, Vaisu. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So Vaisu is currently the manager of volunteer programs and special, pro special projects at APS. Um, that's how I originally came to know you because you were on the board of the ABQ Volunteers Advisory Board and also through Corporate Volunteer Council, right? I think that's how we originally met. Yep, I think so. <laughs> Years just passing by. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been able to spend a number of hours with you through volunteer work, um, and I know that that's one of your passions. So before I let you um, describe a lot more about how that goes into your life on a day-to-day -day basis, and I know you integrate it into your, your work life, really, which I think is sort of a natural natural outcome. I'll talk a little bit about your background. Um, from what I can understand, um, you have really been prolific across both public and private sectors, the nonprofit sector. People know you through PR, marketing. They even know you as an adjunct professor at CNM. Uh, you've been out of Chicago and with it, uh, Ohio, there's been work done. So I know that you have a rich history um, in Albuquerque. You've, been, you've really been building a beautiful community around you, and I want to know more about that. Um, and there's a couple other tidbits here that I think we'll get to. So let's just start off giving you the floor. Vaisu, tell me more about you and what brought you to the work you do today? Sure. Um, I'm not quite sure what brought me here, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, you life has a way of taking you places where you should be. Hmm. And um, I grew up in Ohio. Uh, I uh, moved to Chicago for grad school. It was my excuse to move to Chicago, uh -huh. but I did get my master's degree. Um, but uh, as I was finishing up my master's degree, um, I decided to um, incorporate some work that United Way was doing and some issues that they were facing mm -hmm. into my grad thesis. So I volunteered to work for them for free. Okay. Um, this is um, my uh, testament to good things happening to people that volunteer. Right, right. Um, at the end of that project, a position opened up. Uh, I was interested and I got the job without even interviewing. Right. So um, while I was there, um, the United Way in Chicago is one of the lar is the largest, mm. or at least it was um, in the nation. Um, they had an over hundred million dollar campaign. Um, and for that to be something I was working on in my 20s, um, I just had so much, uh, so many rich experiences there working with Fortune 500 companies, over 450 uh, health and human care agencies. I had really the best of both worlds and um, a lot of partnerships um, and uh, just seeing how the community can come together uh, to really support the needs. Um, of, of all kinds of uh, issues and people. Mm -hmm. So you saw early how, how a huge organization can make a lot of impact with that amount of money. Was it was there a particular campaign? Was there a name of a campaign or, or a goal you were looking for during that time? Um, there, you know, there, we did at the time, this was, I was um, in my 20s okay. and I was at the forefront of United Way of America's uh, donor choice uh, 
rollout. Um, this is, I think, pretty typical now where uh, parts of United Way campaigns don't have to be a United Way agency. Mm -hmm. It can be an agency mm -hmm. that you might uh, feel strongly about. But back then, uh, it wasn't that way. Um, and so it was really exciting to see how they really had the idea of, we just want to build support. Mm -hmm. And if it's not through these agencies that we fund, tell us who you want to support. And uh, they started incorporating yeah, that okay. uh, into their model. And I thought that was really neat because it's, you know, now years later, um, you know, that's just part of the fabric of United Way and how they uh, raise money and yeah. uh, support I, the community. I know that that's one of the things that um, our employees here at the United Way giving campaign every year take advantage of, mm -hmm. by giving choice, give, or donor's choice. Donor choice. Yeah. So, this was for your master's in public administration, and it sounds to me like the perfect kind of project um, that rolled you into just that kind of work. Mm -hmm. So after United Way, where did you go? After United Way, um, I happened to meet uh, my future husband in Chicago, mm -hmm. and uh, he was moving out here to develop property for mm -hmm. his mom. Um, and when he was done. He asked me if I wanted to move out here or if he wanted me to come back to Chicago. And um, not sure what the thought process was, but um, here I am, 20-some 20, 20 years later. Um, and so I moved out here. And, you know, a lot of people told me, don't move out there till you get a job. Mm -hmm. um, but I uh, did a job search, and I was really fortunate to get a job as uh, the director of public relations at the Chamber of Commerce. Right here so, in Albuquerque. Right yeah, here yeah. in Albuquerque, and it um, taught me so much about the community um, because of all the things they do from yeah. um, you know their interests in education to supporting the business community to legislation, um, all kinds of things. So it was a, a really um, neat uh indoctrination to a city I moved here um, and started working the same day. <laughs> and so, right. um, so yeah, and then so from there, um, I uh, got married, I had children, um, we didn't have any family in town. And so I decided to start working part time. And so I found a job as executive director of the New Mexico Psychological Association. Mm, interesting. Um, really great work. Um, we um, during that time we were one of the first, um, or actually we were the first um, state to uh, grant prescribing privileges mm. for psychologists, mm. and so that was really exciting to work on that kind of legislation. Yeah, yeah and then I started working with a PR, a local PR firm, and I worked on and off with them for about seven years. Um, they were really supportive, you know, between the births of both of my children and um, did a lot of really great work uh, with them as well and learning a lot about legislature, business. Um, I worked on the studio opening, um, all kinds of fun things. Which studio? The Albuquerque Studios. Oh, the movies. Yep, the movies, <laughs> yeah. The Albuquerque <laughs> the, Studios. The studios, yeah, yeah. So that was really exciting. I see. So you, yeah. ha you were able to interweave a number of different projects while you were doing part-time work. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I really love that you were able to hit the ground running with the, the chamber, because mm -hmm. if anything, that's going to give you really a, an insight into what a city is like, what their businesses are like, what the owners are like, what they're looking for, what the mm -hmm. economy's like. Yes. That's, that's really um, maybe more than indoctrination, sort of like warmed you up. Was it quite the orientation? Quite the orientation, indeed. And because one of the big committees that I had a lot of committees, one of them was um, military affairs. Mm. 
And so, um, you know, we hosted an event that had the assistant uh, dep or the deputy secretary of defense of the United States of America. And, um, you know, I loved working uh, with the military affairs, um, just wonderful people um, doing great work um, in service to our country. I worked for a three star general in Chicago. And so um, I just always really appreciated um, that aspect. And so, and of course, you know, our base is such a big part of this community. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. that's not something that you find in any community. And so, yeah, exactly. Not only learning about all of the aspects of the community, but that particular aspect, um, I really learned a lot. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I, and I really love the idea that you um, just learned enough and just were open-minded, even at, at a younger age. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly what age you were. We don't have to call out the ages of, throughout <laughs> this. We know that the experience is what matters. Yeah. Um, to see that that there were that there were um, so many incredible opportunities just for you to meet good people that were doing wonderful things in the community at those on those different places in so Absolutely. many different ways. Yes, I sometimes say my resume is bottom heavy because I had a lot of experiences at a young age, mm -hmm. um, and. Um, you know, they really helped shape and define me, and they conti I continue to look back on them and and tap into some of the things that I learned. Mm -hmm. um, so they were, you know, they're lifelong lessons. Mm -hmm. So, well, and and in in your um, resume, you do mention that you're a, a lifelong volunteer, and I feel like that might have started occurring earlier than than your master's program and, and working with nonprofits. Tell me a little bit more about your background. Um, sure. So my parents were um, immigrants from India. Mm. Um, I was uh, born in India, but I was raised in Ohio. So as my friend says, you're you're really just a yank. <laughs> so um, but uh, early on, they always that was always something that they talked about is giving back and, yeah. um, you know, making a success out of yourself. But there's a part to that that um, the com the, to complete that part, it's it's to give back when you have yeah. when you have you should give back. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, one of the first I think first uh, volunteer uh, events that I did, we have muscular dystrophy in a part of our family, mm -hmm. and so um, we had an uncle who we loved, and just you know, um, I can't take credit for this because it was my sister's idea, but I ran with it. Um, and we had a little muscular dystrophy uh, carnival in our neighborhood. We had games, balloons, food um, to raise money for muscular dystrophy. And I thought it was really neat how we incorporated something really fun mm -hmm. with, um, you know, just telling people in a very casual way, this is why we're doing this and this is what this means. And um, just raising a little awareness um, in, a, in a really great community event. Um, and then um, I think a few years after that, we had, I don't know if they still have this, but they're called candy stripers at the local hospital. You have to be 14. And I had an older sister who was doing it and I always was kind of the type who couldn't wait to do what she really? was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I couldn't yeah. wait to be 14 to do that. I mean, we were you know, wheeling patients out, what patients out when they were discharged, um, filling up water. But I just loved the feeling that I got from doing something helpful. Right, right. Um, and so, and the uniform was cute too. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, any part of the candy stripers to candy? No, there no, a, their, oh. their uniforms were red and white stripes. So I look. don't know if it was something like 
it resembled a candy, yeah. a striped candy. I mean, candy. I was hoping at 14 you got the benefit of candy. We did get a free lunch in the cafeteria, which I don't know if I would have loved now, but <laughs> at the time it tasted good. Yeah. Well, the, the, the biggest part was that you got to spend time with those patients in, in the hospital setting and yeah. being of, of, of incredible help during a transitional time. Too. Yeah, and I loved just coming in and offering a cheerful, you know, I, I, it didn't take much from me but I got just as much out of it as mm -hmm. I hope they did. You're such a sweetheart. <laughs> I just, you're adorable picturing you and your sister in the candy stripe outfits, making everybody else smile. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That's great. Is there anything else your sister did that you wanted to follow into? Or familial um, sort of thing? After that, I was more about doing what she didn't do. Uh, <laughs> once, the, once the teen years hit set in, I wanted um, to kind of mark my own way, yeah, so. and you have, yeah. yeah. Well, I really love um, the muscular dystrophy carnival at 11 years old. I think I was either 11 <laughs> or 12 said, around that. Yeah. yeah. With your siblings. Yes. Yeah. With my siblings and a couple of the really neighborhood nice. friends. Yeah. That, yeah. If anything, that's a core memory that sets you off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you remember that. Gosh, I'm even asking that question. I wonder what my first one was. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I'll come back. I had to think about it when I knew I was coming. Yeah. I, yeah. So we're... You know, big picture, Vaisu, you are married. You have um, kids who are grown now, if you will. Grown is relative. It absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> um, but I know that that whole entire time while they were growing up, that you were, I, I will surmise that you were instilling these same kinds of qualities into your kids to encourage them to be giving back in the way that they had been um, privileged in several different ways that I'm, I know, especially distinctly through your love. Um, how, how did your kids sort of put that to work? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've always worked with organizations that um, needed help. <laughs> so, um, you know, for example, I was the executive director of Art in the School for a few years. Um, and that was a part-time position um, that also came out of volunteerism. Mm -hmm. I started as a volunteer with the organization. And um, when the executive director was quitting, my son was in fifth grade, which is the cap for that program. It's a K through five. Okay. And she and I would always talk about our backgrounds. And I said, oh, this is my last year. And she said, well, I'm retiring. I think I, you need to apply to this job. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was such a lovely experience. But my kids have always been roped into helping with whatever organization I have been in. They assembled binders for trainings. Mm -hmm. They um, helped me with AV, which was huge. Um, yeah. And uh, and just always, you know, they still talk about we had a model there that um, to, to really teach kids to look at art and um, uh, kind of uh, promote critical thinking through art. Mm -hmm. And um, they, to this day, still remember the buzzwords of, what do you see that made you say that? What are you, what's going on in this picture? And so um, I think it definitely has embedded in them. And um, you know, I'm proud to say my daughter, when she was in high school, um, she's just graduated from college and my son's a junior in college, but she went and got trained. She wasn't even, she started school early. So she wasn't 18 yet, but she, um, signed up and registered uh, to be trained to register voters mm. but she, and work at the polls, even right though on. she couldn't do it. <laughs> but great. she just really wanted to um, to do that because right. I think hopefully um, they learned early on and they, they have that in them to where, you know, getting out and getting involved with the community yeah. in whatever way you can Absolutely. is, is again, I say, you know, it's, it's, it's a two-way, it's a win-win. Um, 
you really get a lot out of that. Yeah, well, Mother Mentor, thank you for providing that example. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to hearing more about what they're up to. I know that there's a lot more really incredible things to come from them. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about where we're at these days. You put a lot of effort into your current, your, your, your current work is really a, more than a full-time job. I know that you do so much. I mean, the Albuquerque public school system is, is massive. Mm -hmm. Let's just sort of break it down a little bit on what, what your role is right now uh, with the schools as the volunteer coordinator and the special projects manager. So um, yeah, it, special projects is code word for the clothing bank, the APS clothing bank. That makes sense, okay. And um, you know, it's a wonderful organization that I didn't know about. My kids went through public school and I didn't know about it till I got this position. Mm -hmm. But APS provides a lovely warehouse, a van, some staff, and um, we provide basic needs to students so they can come to school ready to learn. When they're, um, you know, preoccupied, when they have clothes that don't fit, shoes that are either falling apart or also don't fit, um, don't have warm coats, warm hoodies. Mm -hmm. Those are huge distractions that we don't always think about. Right. And, um, you know, we get the most, we work with school staff to identify these students. Um, we deliver them to the school mm -hmm. so no one has to come um, uh, to, to the warehouse itself right. um, so that they can be provided discreetly to students. And we get the most amazing stories at what just a few basic needs mm -hmm. um, can really do. It helps, um, well, one, attendance, which is a huge issue. Right. Um, a lot of times kids don't come to school because they're walking to school in uncomfortable shoes mm -hmm. and or they're embarrassed. And, yeah. you know, kids get bullied a lot when they don't have um, adequately fitting clo clothes, things of that nature. But they just, you know, having those few basic needs really helps them become more engaged. They participate more. And we hear these stories all the time mm -hmm. from school staff. What's that process if a student was in need of anything in particular? So um, any student can, or any family member can contact any school staff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the model that we have is um, the referrals come through school staff so that they can also identify wraparound services. Sure. Because um, usually if you need a new pair of shoes, there might be other things that the family needs. Mm -hmm. So And so then on the flip side, my other job, um, uh, managing volunteer programs, we're really just trying to work with schools to build capacity to align their volunteer programs in a more intentional way okay. um, to meet school goals. And so um, really starting with the school goals and moving the volunteers where they will make the most impact okay. rather than um, you know just we love our volunteers, but we really want to make sure they're they're doing something that's really going to help the school, help school staff alleviate some of the burdens of school staff um, and help meet some of those critical goals like attendance yeah. and academic goals. So when you say align them, I mean, are you looking at one in particular school like a junior high where, where a per, um, uh, principal maybe has some ideas about where, what their students could be doing? Do you help them sort of, how, what does that matching or, or aligning look like? So um, it's really making it more intentional and so gone, try, trying to move away from the days where I want to volunteer, come on in, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, moving to, here are some goals, here are projects that support those goals. Really thinking through, and we have a, a training that we do with school staff. We have 
um, a, a whole framework. And so we really try to walk alongside them to, and a lot of times they're doing so much work. Uh, our volunteer coordinators at the schools are wearing more than one hat. Mm -hmm. That's not an actual job. Mm. <laughs> it's either, it can be a teacher, it can be an EA, it can be a family liaison, community school coordinator. So that yeah. they're always doing more than one thing. And so what we are hoping to do is not only make that work more intentional by telling, guiding them to move volunteers to projects that support those goals, okay. but also easing their work mm -hmm. because um, managing four projects right. is going to be a lot easier than ma managing 50 volunteers. Oh, sure. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. 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 So this is for folks that want to come in and volunteer within the APS system at the schools mm -hmm. with students and faculty. Um, how many volunteers are you seeing lately? Depends on the school. Mm -hmm. um, some schools have more than uh, you would imagine, um, and some schools barely have 10. Okay. Um, so it really, really does uh, vary across the district. Um, I think we have close to 15 or more thousand that are cleared. Um, but, you know, sometimes uh, volunteers um, are regular and consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're able to commit that time and mm -hmm. some are, you know, here, oh, yeah. here for certain events or field trips or things of that nature. And mm -hmm. so we have all kinds of volunteers, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, anytime a volunteer um, can be in the schools, it's a great thing for mm -hmm. students to see a positive adult role model um, in their midst, um, helping out, yeah. um, makes a really big impact. So we, we, we really, really love our volunteers. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more, dive a little deeper on, on that aligning um, and the value? Because I think I'm interested in, you know, if we have teachers and we have staff, what is the need for volunteers? Are we short-staffed? Do our teachers have a lot of students in the class? What is the maybe the type of volunteer role that um, volunteers tend to fill due to need? Um, that's a great question. And again, it, it really does vary by school. Uh -huh. But um, for example, academic support, sometimes having volunteers in the classroom will help teachers pull five kids up and work individually with them while okay. the volunteer is working with the rest of the class. So that's a huge thing. There's, um, you know, playground support, just giving mm -hmm. the teachers and staff a little extra time to 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 you know take for whether it's lesson planning or sometimes you know eating lunch you hear all the time sometimes they have to just wait want to breathe. yes they just want to breathe um and so sometimes it's and then there's a ton of volunteers working on uh, staff wellness um pro programs and projects um to you know just give back some love to these you know amazing boots on the ground uh uh, staff members, um, field trips, certainly um, we have to have uh, chaperones for field trips. Um, and so, and then we work with a lot of partners in the community um, that do uh, reading supports to our high, most highest needs students um, and things like that. And so um, it, I don't, I'm sure I haven't covered everything a volunteer does yeah, in the school, yeah. but um but but there's a lot that goes on and, and different schools have, I think, different needs. Mm -hmm. And so we always tell people to contact the school that they're interested in working with. OK, that was um, my next question. Yeah, because hopefully then the school can say this is really where we need you. Right. OK, so contact the school directly. And that might actually be great for some folks because they live in the neighborhood. Yes, exactly. Or their kids already go there or 
Mm -hmm. um, and then they can speak with somebody who can identify what those special projects are that mm -hmm. the volunteers are managing. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right on. Um, so in your role as, as, as sort of a representative of APS, you're also allowed to work on additional boards. And, and um, I imagine that's what brought you to the Volunteers Advisory Board at the city. Um, what is it also that brought you to the Corporate Volunteer Council? Um, so, um, you know, going back to the work I did at United Way, mm -hmm. this wonderful, just really beautiful relationship that Fortune 500 companies had supporting uh, health and human care agencies. Mm -hmm. And so that whole concept has always been very inspiring to me. And the companies we have on the Corporate Volunteer Council are all amazing. Yeah. They, um, they do so much work, um, things that I don't even think I know everything that they're doing, right. but they are doing multiple things in the schools. And, um, and they're just amazing people because they have some of the best jobs where they get to um, parlay corporate support right. uh, to help the community. And mm -hmm. so it's statewide. a really, yes, statewide. Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, really just um, a very uplifting experience every time we meet yeah. and um, do projects together. Right. Well, and I'll tell you, it's been incredibly uplifting over the last couple of years for me to be able to participate in the APS School Drive mm -hmm. with you leading the charge um, at the corp at the uh, clothing bank. Mm -hmm. So just for, for listeners um, understanding, the Corporate Volunteer Council comes together every year to raise primarily money mm -hmm. for the clothing bank um, and supply barn mm -hmm. for APS to, for them to really stack their 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 um, shelves yeah. with everything from clothing and shoes to school supplies um, and I just think what what I have seen come out of that out of your heart work and bringing the corporate volunteer council together is really incredible um, it's not just the dollars but as you said it's the people that mm -hmm. come together even on that day over those co couple of weeks um, it's been beautiful to see yeah, and it's uh, wonderful to hear how inspired employees are. Right. They get excited every year um, yeah. to do it, and so yeah. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your favorite thing about the Volunteers Advisory Board, and we can explain more later, but I want to know where your head's at. Um, yeah, I just think that, um, you know, it's a place where we reach out to all of these organizations in the community from... Um, you know, the environment to um, health and human care, all these things. And it, it's a really great way to celebrate um, everything that's going on. There's just a lot of organizations doing great work. Mm -hmm. And I think the Volunteer Advisory Board helps to recognize them with their monthly recognition. Right. Um, they have an annual recognition, as you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and throughout, um, we just had a community of practice event right. um, that we do where we invite all of these wonderful people doing wonderful things. And they all network and inspire each other mm -hmm. and they connect and they share resources. And um, it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Well, side note, I have the distinct privilege of staffing that board, and I'm very glad for you to be the vice chair this year. Thank you for your heart time there also. I think we have a lot of really great things coming up with that board. We have a couple new members um, that, that you're supporting to come on board. And uh, like you said, the recognition and the celebration that we get to do is pretty fun, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, recognizing volunteers is an important part of uh, a volunteer program. Um, 
and some, you know, I know that some volunteers actually don't want to be recognized mm -hmm. because they're they're doing it for different reasons. When years of going back to my past, um, I got to I got the very wonderful honor of working on the 1996 Olympic torch relay event. Where was that? That was in Chicago. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the torch relay event goes throughout goes around the country yes. and they stops at various cities. Yeah. So talking about aging myself, that you can do the math there. Um, but um, I got to call. Um, so we had, I mean, we had thousands of applications to um, for people who wanted to nominate uh, volunteers in the community to have the honor of carrying that torch That's when amazing. it came to Chicago. Yeah. And um, we had a huge uh, committee judging all kinds of people from the community. And I got the honor, there were 20 of the volunteers were selected. And I got the honor of calling the the people and saying, you're going to be carrying a torch for the torch relay event for the Olympics. I and I can't tell you, I've gotten, you know, to tell people good news in my, in my career, but I have to say people were like, no, you're kidding. Yeah. It was like they won the lottery. Oh. So cool. So and, cool. um, and just hearing wonderful, wonderful stories from kids mm -hmm. to seniors, um, and, uh, and being, uh, you know, 50 feet away from the the olympic torch right the cauldron was a fire uh, right? of, yes it was you know you don't have to be a sports fan to be moved no. at that point right. so um so yeah so that was that's really beautiful because they're always going to remember that phone call by sue yeah i hope so yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your beautiful voice recognizing them just even in that moment was great yeah yeah, yeah. so before we wrap up today i want to um, ask a little bit more about just sort of what makes you who you are in, in your day-to-day. -day, um, I know that you're great about taking time for yourself, taking care of your family. Um, and I want to hear a little bit more just about what keeps you grounded to to sit to the city of Albuquerque. What, are, what is your connection to the city? How would you describe, you know, your place in the city and what you hope to see in the future? Yeah. Well, um, that's a great question. Um, you know, I got, got here 20-some years ago. Mm -hmm. And everything that I've learned in the process, I mean, I just see this city as, you know, and coming from a big city, um, there were a lot of um, adjustments, yeah. um, you know, um, but I just see it full of opportunity. I've mm. seen it grow so much. Um, and I just think that uh, being, I think there's just so much potential here and so mm. many re untapped resources. Um, also tapped resources right. that we uh, that are, you know we step forward with and um, so I just think working with the city um, is is something that um, really drives me in a way that I like to be on the cutting edge of things but I also like to see um, change happen and um, you know there's a lot of positive things that are happening in this city. Um, and a lot of opportunities, and um, and it's exciting to be part of it in in just even a small way. Right, right. I would agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I want to thank you so much for being a part of that because I feel like you're in it for the long haul, and you're in it for the best reasons. Um, and everybody who gets to work with you has benefited from it. There's this, there's a Vaisu ripple going out <laughs> to the city. You can't see it, but I can. And I just thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. So it's been a pleasure today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, and everybody joining us today, thank you so much for uh, listening to our beautiful conversation today. And we hope that you return to hear another ABQ accent.